Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. We're sure glad you tuned in this afternoon. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Thanks so much. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation is going to be joining us in a moment. Kelly Santer later in the show. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about a soundbite we have from... uh, the upcoming opponent this weekend, uh, Liberty University. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. I get hungry every day when I talk about it. The food is always fresh. It's always delicious. And they're great people at, at Dickie's in your neighborhood. Certainly that's the case here in Hattiesburg. You can uh, once again enjoy food in their dining room with limited seating capacity. You can drive through. You can have it uh, delivered right to your front door, however you choose barbecue. Just be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue Pit, and we appreciate their support of our program. Heath Hinton is the owner of Big Gold Nation. That is the go-to website uh, for Southern Miss Athletics. He joins us every Tuesday. We're always grateful to have him on the show. And Heath, you know, at the start of the year when we looked down the schedule and we saw Liberty, we thought, well, that's an interesting uh, matchup for us, and uh, and maybe that'll be a good rivalry to start down the line because they're coming here. I don't think we could have ever envisioned that we would get to game week and there's this circulating talk that won't go away about the Liberty head coach, Hugh Freeze, possibly being the next head coach at Southern Miss. The first time Southern Miss, to my knowledge, has played a team that the head coach is an alumni of the university and certainly the first time that he was an alumni of the university and his name is being circulated as a possible next head coach. What an unusual situation and and what do you make of everything this week he's it's an unusual situation but i mean it's really you know it's just kind of one of those things that happen in college sports and to me it doesn't change very much and the reason i say that is because yesterday i was looking on twitter and i kept seeing a lot of people say put in quotation mark q free says he wants to beat southern men well, what's the big deal about that? Everybody shouldn't a coach want to beat the team they're playing. Right. I would hope that would be the case. Right. So I'm not. Uh, I think sometimes, I think some a lot of people try to make it bigger than what it is. Now there is something to it because of things that have been said and everything. But you know, there's enough fire there. You don't have to like try to make something bigger out than what it actually is. In my opinion, to me, that's just trying to artificially fan flames and not let the flames, you know, build on their own. Right. He, he said, and I think sometimes he, he, we do that. He said what any coach would say. Uh, any any yeah. coach would say. All right, I don't so, understand why that's, <coughs> like, why that should be put out on Twitter as, as a big statement. I'm sorry. I just right. I don't understand it. Well, we know how good Liberty is. We know that uh, should the game be played, it's, it's going to be a huge challenge for Southern Miss to go over there and win. But of course, the big, the the first big step is to get there, 
And the Golden Eagles have not been able to do that for two consecutive weeks because of COVID outbreaks. you have any update on what the situation there may be and, and what are the prospects that the Golden Eagles will be healthy enough to play, Heath? Uh, all I know is they got, they're testing every day now. Uh, supposedly last week, you know, they tested every day and they got till Friday and they just didn't have the numbers to play. They had somewhere in the neighborhood of 43 to 44 scholarship players for last week and still almost played. And, you know, look at Vanderbilt. They canceled a game when they had 53 scholarship players mm-hmm. available. So mm-hmm. Southern Charlotte, I think they'll get some of the guys back. They'll get a lot of guys who they uh, wouldn't have been back last week but will come back this week because they got it before North Texas or whatever. Um, I think they'll probably make it. They'll probably be able to play. It's going to cut it close. But I have a feeling that Southern Miss is going to play Liberty this weekend. And look, for Scotty Walden and that coaching staff, and even for the players, they need to play this game. Right. They need to play this game. It's a lot more than just wins and losses at this point. Uh, but safe to say, accurate to say, we really won't have an answer until Friday. Absolutely. Usually it would be on Thursday you would get an answer. If it wasn't out Thursday afternoon with the flights and everything, they leave Friday morning. If it wasn't out Thursday, it was good to go. But now you, you have to really wait till last minute on Friday. Think about this. They had to uh, get in touch and, and get planes canceled at the last minute because Southern Miss wasn't fine. I mean, it was it was literally bare bones last minute they make this decision. So from now on, it's going to be we won't know until probably noon on the uh, – Friday before they leave. It's 2020, Luke Johnson. It sure is. I'm just, uh, I'm just thankful that it's Tuesday and, and nothing's been called off yet. Heath, there's so important for the Golden Eagles to play, as you said, and I want to take this in a different angle. I talked about this yesterday, and it it's frustrating. Uh, we we can't dance around it. I mean, this is an audition for Scotty Walden and the and the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, to why they should be retained. They, they've got to convince the fan base. Uh, they've ultimately got to convince Jeremy McLean and the administration. This is why. And it it delays uh, another week where they don't put a product on the field. Talk about that, but then also I was on a, a thread on Big Gold Nation earlier today. You brought up the aspect of what I think people don't realize is it's hard to recruit kids, and it's hard for kids to buy in to the coaches that are recruiting them if you don't even know that they're, they're going to be there by the December 16th signing date. Sure. You know, the, the first t- tackle, what you said about coaches and uh, an audition. They need film. They need games. And, and what would be a bigger game for Coach Walden right now to go out to Liberty and beat the guy that a lot of people want to have come in and be the next head coach? That would be a heck of a feather for Coach Walden and that staff to have under their hat. Plus, they haven't played in three weeks. It's hard to it's hard to judge what this coaching staff would have done if Scotty would have been in charge and they would have had you know a whole fall camp to get ready. So, uh, yeah, they need to play because not only that, but the players need to get reps because, remember, everybody gets their eligibility back next year. So more reps, it helps the team, but it also helps these coaches in defining, you know, this is what we can do with this program. If we stayed, we can be a winner here. And and you talk about recruiting, it's hard to go in a player's house. It's hard to go in a recruit's house and go, we want you to commit to Southern Miss, uh, but – you know, we feel that we're going to be there next year, but can they 100% tell a the kid they're going to be here and that you've made these relationships with 
that you're going to be here next year, you can't do that without lying to the kids. You don't want to lie to the kids. Not only that, the kids you're recruiting, the new coach that comes in, it may not be what the new coach deems he wants to recruit. So without a letter of intent, they may not actually, even though they committed, they may not have a scholarship. So throw that in on top that, of everything else. Kids are, kids don't know what to do. Kids will commit, but then they're like, well, do I actually have a scholarship? I mean, to ask a coach to and recruit that, and do a good a job point. is tough right now. But here, and here's the other aspect to it. If you make up the UTEP and the FAU game because the Conference USA, the Conference USA Championship is going to be played after uh, the December signing day. So, I mean, just throw another monkey wrench in the whole system, too. How does that affect when, whenever Jeremy McLean has it in his mind, you think, okay, we're moving on, we're getting a new guy, or no, we're going to settle in on Scotty? I mean, you, you th- you're still playing football games, and if Southern Miss were to win, you know, weren't, weren't to lose and, and were to win out and have a chance to win the West, it's kind of hard to, to I guess if, if what I'm saying is, w- at what point in November is it we're moving on, we're not? I, absolutely, and you know it's happened in the past where you know Fedora was here and he was coaching for a bowl game with the new staff was going to be coming in. That's totally different than the situation you're going to have here, where you're not even going to be finished with the regular season, trying to get yourself maybe into a championship game if things happen the right way, and then play a bowl game. So you could possibly be looking at this coaching staff still having four games to play while. Jeremy is trying to hire another coach and get that team ready and get that coaching staff ready and find out who's going to be the OC and the DC. So you could have Southern Miss head coaching staff that's there now for four to five, six weeks trying to coach a team with another totally separate staff trying to recruit. <laughs> I mean, this could be a huge just mess. That second floor at that athletic center, I would want nothing to do in December with it. I can promise you that. I wouldn't want to get on that elevator and go to the second floor. Right. And, and in the midst of all that, guys, we're, they're still going to be dealing with COVID-19. So it just – Yeah, uh, let's throw that on top of there too, yeah. yeah let's it, throw it, that in there it, too. It really can't get much stranger. <clears throat> all right, Heath, we're going to keep you over uh, during the break. I want to talk to you a little bit about basketball. We uh, had uh, Coach sure. Ladner on the show last Friday, and uh, he had Luke and I really fired up. We're really excited about the prospects of basketball – COVID hangs its ugly head over basketball as well, but uh, there's lots to discuss about the upcoming basketball season and all the anticipation uh, here at Southern Miss uh, regarding hoops. So we're going to continue our conversation with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation on the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Our good buddies on Hardy Street with the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet. You can uh, shop Monday through Saturday 
across the street from the campus, or if you prefer to shop online, you can do that too. You go to campusbookmart.net, pick out your apparel, your household items, whatever, and have it delivered right to your front door. We appreciate their support. Kelly Sander joining us here in a couple of minutes, but uh, we want to continue our conversation with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. All right, Heath, let's move on to basketball. We haven't started, obviously, but a lot of excitement about Jay Ladner's crew. Great recruiting class, just much, much better on paper than the team has been last year. Talk for a minute, if you will, about that. And also, you, I understand you may have some um, some speculation as to what the conference uh, the conference schedule might look like. Yeah, first let's talk about the team for a few seconds. On paper, this team is much, much better. And even in person, they're much better. They're much better. Uh, I don't want to say that the team last year didn't have good players. They had good players. They just weren't deep. They were playing with seven guys for three quarters of their season, their conference play. This year, they're going to be two deep in every position. I mean, you think about it, they're going to be 10, 11 deep. Uh, Coach Ladderman did a great job of getting some guys to come in here. First, you start off with the point guard, junior college All-American Tay Hardy. What a, what a pickup he was. Uh, junior college guy Justin Johnson, another one that uh, watch him. He's going to be outstanding. You start going down the list of another guy they got in, John Pierre, uh, a young freshman. There's, and then you add to the talent that you already have there, where you have a dream. You have a Tyler Stevenson who this year is coming in 22 pounds. Uh, a little, he's got a little more muscle on him. Um, he's going to be 22 pounds heavier. Uh, think about this. Since he's been at Southern Miss, back when he first got there, he's gained about 50 pounds total. If he keeps his footwork speed, if he keeps his ability to jump at the level it was last year, he adds another 20 pounds. You're talking a guy that he's going to be an all-conference player this year. There's no question about it. Um, Jay Malone comes back. You've got the Archer Knotsuk comes back. Uh, Mark Jackson, a guy that's from Estonia, just like Knotsuk, 6'8", 215-pound guy who is a sniper from three-point land. The difference with this team is in Southern Miss teams in years past, the length of this team. They're long. they got long arms. They're, when is the last time Southern Miss has ever had six, 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 seven guards? When's the last time they could legitimately across the front, you know, go six, ten, six, eight, six, nine? That hasn't happened. This team, there's a lot of excitement built up for Southern Miss. And Coach Ladner and them have done a great job of bringing talent in. And the players are excited. And then getting a Richard Williams to come in and help you coach, who is uh, – think about it. He's a Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame coach, took Mississippi State to Final Four, knows what it takes. And I've spoke to him. And you talk about a guy who's excited about a team. He was excited to be in Hattiesburg. He was excited to get back into coaching. So you add all that up together and, you know – Things are looking up at Green Coliseum for men's basketball. Well, no question. Now, how is COVID going to affect the conference schedule, Heath? Heath, you with us? Luke, did we lose him? No, I'm here. Yeah, I'm sorry, my awesome. phone. It's my yeah. phone. All right, go I'm ahead. sorry, guys. No, go ahead. So how, how, how will you, things be different when the conference schedule is put out? I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Southern Miss 
play a lot. Uh, instead of having games where you play one team at three green, the other team on the road, you're going to see it to where you're playing your division either on the road there twice or you're playing somebody in your division at home twice. Take, for instance, UTSA. Southern Miss may go to UTSA for two games and not have them come to Hattiesburg at all. But in the same sense, they might uh, have uh, Middle Tennessee. They might have a Middle Tennessee at home twice instead of having to go on the road once. You get what I'm saying? There's a swap right. off there. Right. The only time you're going to see a home and home is going to be your travel partner, from what I understand. And that's going to be like La Tech whenever they schedule that game. That'll still be a home and home. But instead of making long road trips to, say, UAB and Middle Tennessee, you're only going to have to go to Middle Tennessee and make, instead of making a stop at UAB, and then maybe UAB will come to Hattiesburg right. for Luke? two games. Luke? Yeah, so your your travel partner is is realistically probably a close within maybe three or four hour guy. So UAB and, and MTSU kind of make sense. You go straight up sixty five, of course, uh, go straight across I twenty with with uh, La Tech and and Southern Miss. So when we look at that, um, Coach Coach Ladner kind of told us a little bit. Didn't lay out specific dates, but they're going to start at a tournament up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, they're going to play Tulane. Uh, I think who's coming? They're they're going to Southern Illinois. Uh, they've got Monroe, I think, coming in. Um, a, a winnable non-conference schedule, Heath, as compared to last year when you had to go down there Ooh. in Atlantis and play like five top fifteen teams. Oh, this schedule is much more winnable in the um, when you're talking about travel conference. I think Southern Miss still last year almost went to the Texas Tech and won that game. That was a very close game, if people remember. Uh, Texas Tech had to really kind of – they won it at the end of the game. Um, you're right, though. This is a much more winnable out-of-conference schedule. I think the Southern Miss team, I, I know people that, I think, you know, 16, 15, 16, 17 wins is not out of the question. Especially when you start thinking about conference where you've got two teams – you've got a team coming in twice to your place in conference. It's it's but then again you got to play twice somewhere else in conference but still I think this uh, schedule is turning out to where yeah I can see Southern Miss winning 15 16 17 games maybe more if they go together and maybe more two names I want to ask you about specifically where does Tyler Mormon fit in he's the transfer from Wyoming and then a guy that we were really pumped up about last year. They got injured, and and he's back, though. I, I think people are forgetting that Angel Smith is still on this roster. Absolutely. Angel Smith, a guy who got hurt early in the season last year, a 6'5 guard. Um, he got his red shirt. He's going to be a guy who can shoot from the outside but does a great job of penetration. And you talk about Tyler Mormon. He's a junior coming in, so he's going to have uh, this season – and looks like possibly they're going to give him. A, he might have three years here. Who knows? With the way the NCAA is giving out eligibility these days, um, at six eight forward, that's what I'm talking about—a guy that can come in and play immediately. One, I understand he's been, you know, since he's kind of started practicing, he's been very, very, uh, looked very good on the court to the coaches, and they're expecting a guy who has good leaping ability, who's a big body at 225, 230 pounds that can play on the front. So you add him, Stevenson, Kanatsa, Jackson, but then you also uh, throw in, you know, uh, 
if they don't register him, Javarzia Belton, who's 6'10", 275 pounds. Hmm. Right. Think about the size you could have up front for Southern Miss. Yeah, you know, Luke, you brought if up you an, that type of go ahead, woo. go ahead, Luke. You brought up an interesting point when we were talking to Scott Barry last week, and I think it's almost the same scenario for Jay Ladner. One of the big challenges is going to be to get all this talent on the floor, on the field, keep everybody involved, everybody happy. Yeah, it's a, it's a shoe in that Tay Hardy's going to be point guard. Stevenson will start. You expect possibly Drain to start. But, I mean, you've got two guys with Justin Johnson and DeAndre Pickney. They have a history together. I mean, they, they played, I believe, uh, maybe some AAU together, Heath. Or they, they played, they didn't yeah. go to the same high school, but they, they, uh, Pinkney, one of the reasons Pinkney came is because Justin committed early on. You, you just feel like it, it's, it's Hardy's show. I mean, he's going to be the, the floor general. But you all, you might see something like hockey lines coming in occasionally. I think you're going to see Jay Ladner doing what Jay Ladner wants to do, where he does a full court press the whole game, rotate players in and out. That's what he wants to do. That's the way he wants to play basketball. You're right. You're talking about Tay Hardy. But then I know um, you've got Jay Malone that can come in, who was the starter last year. If you know Tay Hardy to start, you've got a guy, high-quality backup point guard you can bring in. So, by the way, if people remember, he had 30 points right before, you know, he was ruled ineligible to play. So he was coming into his own last year. And you're right, there's so many pieces that he has to play, getting them all time. But, you know, for once, it's nice for Southern Miss to have a, a problem on the basketball team where they got so much talent they don't know if they're going to play. When was the last time we could have said that? Right. Instead of watching five saying, guys that's, that's play. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but last year they had seven. This year they got 10 or 11. I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but that's a nice problem for Coach Ladner and Southern Miss basketball to actually have going forward. And I, I don't – well, that many years ago, Heath, they literally finished a couple of games with four guys on the floor, if you may recall. So uh, Yes, with Doc Sadler, sure yeah. did. Had to finish a couple of games with four players. So Now think- because of the recruiting and the job they've done, I mean, Jay Ladner has done – he hasn't – you know, he's getting the coaches, but he's done a heck of a job. No question. And we're really looking forward to basketball season. All right, Heath, we appreciate you, buddy. Real quick, how can you join Big Gold Nation? Man, just go to uh, biggoldnation.com or southernmiss.rivals.com. Click on the join. You can get, uh, we'll talk uh, scheduling. I put uh, what I heard was going to be the schedule out. We'll talk recruiting. We'll talk uh, inside Southern Miss sports. We'll uh, interview Scott Berry with baseball. A lot of fun to talk to him about what's going on. So uh, join and uh, find out what's happening in Southern Miss. All right. Thank you, buddy. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Kelly Center next on the Eagle Hour. (laughs) The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a sunny Tuesday, a little warmer than maybe we uh, feel like it should be here in October, but happy to have you along with us. A beautiful day outside from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson uh, for the Eagle Hour. Thanks for listening to us today. Third segment brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, just across Highway 49 from uh, the University of Southern Mississippi. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, to, to, uh, yesterday, if you, if you didn't get the 895 lunch, you missed the chili burger, fries, and a drink. 
Uh, Monday Night Football is, of course, uh, is on every Monday night in uh, World Series starting tonight. All that at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Also want to take just a moment and let you know about DBAT and D1 Training, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg in the old Gaddytown building. To the left is DBAT. It is a baseball and softball academy. Absolutely great instructors. You can have professional athletes uh, giving your kids tips and, and helping them get better in baseball and softball. On the other side, D1 Training, excellent indoor training facility to uh, get you you in some great shape. So D-Bat and D-1 on board with the Eagle Hour, and uh, go, go see him on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Kelly, John Sander joins us, and guys, uh, earlier uh, this week, Hugh Freeze at his press conference up at Liberty University was specifically asked, uh, I guess he was thinking of, uh, the, the reporter was thinking about people like us, talking about the coaching, uh, an interim coach in Hattiesburg right now, uh, and uh, Hugh Freeze's name has been surfacing as a possible replacement. How does all that go into uh, the coach's mind this week, and this is what Hugh Freeze had to say. I assure you I'll have zero problems uh, with my mindset. Uh, you know, I want to beat Southern Miss and um, have great respect for them, but I, I want our kids to uh, finish this first season, you know, with another win and being 6-0 and going into the offseason, getting ready for season two. I know how difficult it would be. I can't get out of my mind um, – um, when Jeff Bauer was there, and that's the kind of the time frame when I was in school there, you know, their motto was anyone, anytime, any place, and they meant it. And it was, uh, it didn't matter who it was, you know, Brett Favre was there, obviously, and uh, that's where I became or first met him, and we become friends. I'm sure he'll send me a, a text this week. He likes to talk trash. So I, I'll wait till, I'll wait to respond till after the game, hopefully, but. You know, I have fond memories of, of being at Southern Miss, meeting my wife there. So Brett Favre apparently talking smack to uh, to Hugh Freeze already this week. Uh, Hugh Freeze waiting till after the game to do that. But, of course, uh, you know, you, you won't find uh, many people in the coaching ranks as head coaches. Uh, you won't find anybody in the FBS in a head coach and, and very few uh, people, you know, across college football that understand the tradition of Southern Miss football like Hugh Freeze, Kelly. No, and, and you know he's but you know he's really skirted around the question you know about the possibility of him you know maybe leaving Liberty and and going to Southern Miss, which usually you'll get the coach speak answer. I'm very happy where I am. We got things right where we need to have them. I look forward to my future here at University X Y Z. But he hasn't even he hasn't said that he would leave, but he hasn't said that he'd stay either. You know, so that that's kind of ominous. Uh, I would think, but there's so many things that could happen between now and then. Um, you know, and again, Scotty Wallen, as if he didn't have a tough enough situation that he inherited, that he's got people talking about his potential replacement when he's trying to, you know, he's trying to win some games here and now. So it's just tough all the way around. And and plus, he he's got that. You're exactly right, Kelly. And then he goes into an environment that winning is going to be very very difficult against Liberty. I was just going to say, anybody that's talking smack, I get it if it's for fun, but I, I don't think we're... I wouldn't be talking any smack, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no. Brett. I mean, Brett can do what... Brett's going to be Brett. He can do whatever he wants to. Oh, for sure. And I, and knowing Brett, I'm sure he, he's just having a good time with it, you know. Uh, now afterwards, might be a different story, but the beforehand, uh, let's, let's get the W, you know. 
Yeah. Tough it's draw, though. News. Tough draw. Yeah. In other news, you guys, uh, from the from the National Football League, the Miami Dolphins have officially named it to it Tagavailoa. 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 As their starter, uh, they've got a bye week this week, but um, they'll get back on trip. But, but he, Tua, is now the, the starter for the Miami Dolphins. And in this day and age of social media, the Dallas Cowboys, Stadium Insider is reporting that the Dallas Cowboys are speaking publicly about how they are either I or A, rather, underprepared for their football game, particularly last night against the Arizona Cardinals, or their coaches just aren't very good at what they do. And that's a quote, just aren't very good at what they do. Uh, and anytime players start talking, it's one thing to talk in private, you know, behind closed doors as a family, but it's another thing to start talking publicly. So have things begun to ravel already in Dallas for Coach Mike McCarthy, who's just in his first year. And in the Mississippi High School Activities Association from the public schools, George County in South Mississippi, the latest school to go on a two two-week quarantine. George County is a 6A school and is in that region with Petal and Oak Grove and uh, Brandon and Pearl, among other schools. So it looks like uh, George County now will have to bow out for now, the Rebels, on quarantine because of COVID. So that's the latest from around the state and around the country. Uh, High school question for you, Kelly, and I don't know that we've brought this up. We know that Petal, we know that Sumrall, we know that Purvis – have closed schools till the end of November. Are they still going to play football, or does that mean that's done? And that's an answer I don't have, Bob. That's, a, that's certainly a legitimate question. Um, but I don't. I, I think they have closed the buildings, but I don't think they have. You know, they're still educating kids. It's just all um, right. Remote. But I mean, there's nobody on the campus of the schools. So, uh, that's the. That's the way I would read it if the buildings were completely closed. Yeah, that, that's the way I would read it as well. But I don't know how that goes into, um, you know, the old rules were, was that if the buildings were completely closed, everything had to be completely closed, including mm. extracurriculars. We've got to find out about that. I think that's a, I think that's, that's a pertinent it, It's point. through the end of October, correct? Not the end of November. It's a, it's a two-week or a 14 uh, no, I don't think that's right. Correct? I don't think that's right. I think I read... Well, I know Wayne County shut down, and, and, and they're on a, a two- to three-week I think I read yesterday that Purvis schools were closed through November. I think I read that correctly. I, I could be wrong. Kelly, do some research for us and find out about that. I I will do that, and I will put my head together with our crack staff that we brag about so often here on the Eagle Hour, right? And come up with some uh, come up with some right answers, right? But anyway, we know it's a problem, and we know it's not going away. And uh, Kelly, we were talking early in the show. It's saying so strange to say this, but we really won't know until Friday morning if Southern Miss is going to play Liberty. And you know, high school high school schedules too are kind of changing on the fly. I know last week one of the coast schools. Had a game canceled on Thursday, and on Friday they they called a school up near South Haven and said, "Hey, are you guys open? You want to play?" They said, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so, I mean, a game because you've got limited fans able to attend anyway, so it's just a way to to, to get some games in. Man, it's it's just been weird, been nuts. Again, the Big Ten and the MAC and the Pac-12 beginning, and and just when we're at the beginning of another spike, it would appear. In COVID, we'll we'll see how this uh, how this turns out. Right, right. 
What do you know, Luke? Do you know anything about that? I I guess we should have looked into that earlier, but uh Kelly, <clears throat> Kelly, just since we're off air right now, I won't tell everybody that I'm actually the research department of the the Hour. So be sure to tell Bob on air that Summerall High School, it's Summerall High School, okay? They are quarantined for two weeks, for 14 days, okay? So when we come back on air, out of the commercial why, why break, be sure to do that and let and and let Bob know that so that you get the credit for all of that, okay? So, why, why, so when we come we back on air in the fourth segment. Well, it tells you how crack our, you, our, our department it, is, Kelly. They totally don't realize we're on there. It totally just flew over. Yeah, it flew over <laughs> Kelly's head there. I'm trying to give you the credit, Kelly Sander. So be sure to tell Bob Getty that it's Summerall High School for 14 days so that you get all the credit. You got it, so Kelly? We really, so we really are on the air. Yes, we are on the air, Kelly. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, we are on the air. Do not say anything off yeah, air, yeah, Kelly. No, we are no. on the air. Just, the on-air Kelly right now. Yeah, yeah, behave yourself, Kelly, please. Well, lots of times, you know, we'll get we'll get hit with those sunspots, or one of the towers will get hit with lightning, and we we could be off the air, right? You know, so we. And we lots always, of times, you say things that I'm thinking to myself. We may be off the air starting tomorrow. <laughs> Bob, we, you know as well as I, the, all the years that you and I have been broadcasting, never once have we been convicted of anything. Not illegal. convicted. No, that's absolutely right. Not convicted. Convicted is the key word there, Kelly. That, that's right. I've been to trial several times. But, uh, right. Uh, We've had a couple of mistrials, actually, but, uh, but never an out-and-out conviction. At least yeah, me. At least we, me. I'm not sure about you sometimes. We do have some Thursday night football coming up again, you guys. Thursday and Friday, uh, the, the uh, Sun Belt's going to be busy again playing some games on Thursday and Friday to, to pick up uh, the schedule. But, of course, the Big Ten and, Fun Belt. and we mentioned those other schools join the parade this weekend. This is a great year for the Sun Belt Conference, guys. They're getting a lot of national attention, and they're putting entertaining games on the air for the nation to enjoy. Yeah, they're taking advantage of it for sure. No question. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Last segment on this Tuesday brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. They're out on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. You can also go online, toyotahattiesburg.com. If you're looking to trade in a vehicle, you can get your uh, trade-in value, and you can secure financing, and you can also view their entire inventory online, toyotahattiesburg.com. And we appreciate their support of the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss Men's Golf uh, is 10th right now in the first tee, Little Rock Invitational. In Little Rock, Arkansas, after 36 rounds yesterday, Southern Miss junior Bryce Wilkinson, who shot a 67 and a 72 yesterday, he's tied for 7th overall. Eagles uh, conclude the event today with 18 more holes. Ladies, on the other hand, up at Old Waverly, uh, they uh, played 18 yesterday, 18 today, and 18 uh, tomorrow. 
And they are at Old Waverly. I'm trying to see where they are. They are tied for 15th. So Southern Miss ladies at Old Waverly men in Arkansas. And, uh, Kelly, you, you mentioned real quick about uh, the, the fun belt, and we'll talk more about this one, mention this Thursday. But, man, you talk about uh, Blake Anderson and what he's trying to build at Arkansas State. they got a big one. Appalachian State haven't, hasn't even played in uh, a month and Arkansas State goes to Appalachian State in a Fun Belt game this coming Thursday. So I've enjoyed Sun, Sun Belt football. And, and we talk about Liberty. Liberty has beat not only Sun Belt teams, they beat two Conference USA teams on the year. And so where, where they're located, they uh, they play both teams out of uh, Conference USA. Kelly, a big uh, interview tomorrow. Bob and I on the Eagle Hour, you helped arrange this. Tell our listeners about who's coming on tomorrow. Uh, D-Mike. As uh, Southern Miss fans used to call him, DeMichael Harris, who's now with the uh, Indianapolis Colts, is going to join us for two segments tomorrow. On the Eagle Hour, we thank the Colts uh, PR department for arranging that uh, for us. Because, you know, once once they get on these NFL teams, it's like they can't talk to anybody, you know, without going through the, the proper, proper channels. So we appreciate the Colts uh, letting us have him tomorrow. And what a great story that is. Here's DeMichael Harris, who was undrafted, of course, from Southern Miss, and, and is able to sign on to the practice squad of the Colts, just minds his business, works hard, and and uh, then finally you know gets his chance with some injuries and what other things might have gone down with the Colts. Started against the Bengals uh, you know, last Sunday, had some catches, did everything right, and um, actually wearing uh, Andrew Luck's old number 12. And, um, and the reports out of Indianapolis was that he didn't even think about that, but he said, well, I just took 12 because they said that was the only one that was available. So I guess you got to take whatever – you're proud to wear whatever number they give you once you make it to the big show, and he's certainly making the most of it and making all Southern Miss people proud because of that performance. Yeah, so. we're looking forward to that. You know, it's always – if you're going to get your first start, it's always good to get a start against the Bengals. Yeah, and, and you know, he was – he it's, some of the Colts said Sunday, well, you know, that, that's our job. And I'm going, well, apparently it's everybody's job. Because <laughs> – <laughs> Everybody's doing it, you Everybody's know. Doing it. And here, Cooper's going to get a shot with the Dolphins, but uh, he's, he's got at least some people around him that are somewhat uh, competent. But poor Joe Burrow, I know he's t- he's saying all the right things, but you just can't help but think time and time again when you get your brains beat in that uh, you know if he can't beat them, join them. So uh, he's probably asking his agent already when it, now when is my contract up. Yeah, I'm going to tell you another kid from USM is just doing great is Jalen Richard with the Raiders. <clears throat> I've been watching the Raiders play some, kind of a fun team to watch. And, you know, he's a valuable member of the team, man. He he makes a lot of big plays for uh, for Chucky out there in Las Vegas. Yeah, and let me tell you, they, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't the Chiefs lost it. And there is a difference, of course, between losing a game and being beaten. The Raiders just plain beat the Chiefs, and there's not a lot of teams going to be able to do that this year, including the Bills last night. I thought maybe the, the Bills could pull that off, but I think Luke talked about this earlier in the season. There is no home field advantage really anymore no. because because there's nobody in the stands. So that, that 12th man in Seattle or whatever they call the, you know, the dog pound in Cleveland, the black hole that the Raiders used to have, those fans aren't there anymore. So it, it, it definitely lessens the quote-unquote home field advantage. It lessens Kelly, everything two, about two, the games. Two two things for Bob. Okay, um, we're we're still off air right now, so Pedal High is not closed down. It's just alternate schedule days. So be sure to tell him that 
at Pedals Pedal High School is just alternate schedule days, so I want you to okay. get credit for that. The other thing, you got to give Bob a hard time because the Raiders are three and two right now, which means they're bandwagon material for Bob Getty. So we just yes. need to we need to make sure that he's not bringing up Jalen Richard and Chucky and getting so tight with the Raiders no, because no, the no, minute no. they go with a losing no. record, he will jump off and go somewhere. Let else. Let me explain this. I, I'm like a guy whose wife left him. And I'm out there looking for another woman. I, I, my wife didn't leave me, by the way, but my, my team left me, and I'm searching for another team. I got on the, I tried to get on the Patriots bandwagon, and, and they lost three games. So I got a letter from Bill Belichick and asked me to get off. So I'm off there, and I'm, I'm looking for another team. I made a quick stop in Cincinnati, so I didn't want to get on that bandwagon. And, uh, and now I'm leading toward the Raiders. Well, I think that's as good a place to go as any, and you got a southernness tie there, as you mentioned, Jalen Richard. So why right. not? Right, right. So, so that's my story uh, for anyone that cares. <laughs> hey, you guys have fun with D Mike tomorrow. I'll be yeah, that'll be great. Thanks for your help on that, Kelly. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.